Well, welcome to the Beyond Sundays podcast. My name is Brett Stewart, and I am the host. And today, my co-host with me is Nathan Healy. What's up, everybody? Nathan Healy. How are you? Who are you? What do you do? I am doing amazing today, Brett. That's wow, good. thank you for asking. That's so thoughtful. <laughs> He's doing amazing. Hey, uh, just to let the audience know, we literally, right before we recorded this intro, <laughs> Nathan was telling me how he, he threw out his back okay. simply by raising his no hand. No one's supposed to know that. Well, you know what? I was in it. Listen, I was in a staff meeting, you know, a staff <laughs> prayer meeting. Okay. And someone was like, hey, can you pray for, you know, whatever? And I raised my hand Man. just trying to serve, serve and, and yeah. just lift up these prayer requests to the Lord. And I literally threw up my back so hard that I couldn't breathe. Wow. <laughs> it was a low moment. I'm 30 years Man, old. Man, <laughs> I think I'm going to just start letting you know the things I wish you pray for. If you pray with such intensity that it throws out your back, I want you praying for me. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh uh, yeah, but I'm uh yeah I'm Nathan. I'm uh one of the student pastors here at Beltway, and uh, dude, this I'm really excited for this. Like, yeah, this this episode is gonna turn up. And it those is, are my words. Yeah, it was a great conversation uh, with our guest Sherry, and we'll bring her in, and she'll introduce herself in just a moment. But yeah. A great episode, and honestly, the time flew by. We we actually had a lot of conversation and topic, and it was pretty long, but it didn't feel like it, just because yeah. there was so much depth and goodness to it. Um, and so, yeah, I'm excited. Anything you want to say before we jump into the episode? Let's do it, man. I'm pumped. Perfect. Let's jump on in. Okay, so today we have with us Sherry Saltscaber, the one, the only. Sherry, <laughs> oh gosh, how are you? Brett. Who are you? What do you do? How long have you been in Abilene at Beltway? And then we'll just get rolling. All right. Well, I have been in Abilene for 30 plus years. Okay. Me and too. And here at Beltway <laughs> for um, that whole time. And in this position as the... Um, Associate Pastor of Freedom, Intercessory Prayer, Healing Ministry, um, for almost 20 years, 19, yeah. 20 years. You lose count when you love what you're doing and you have a good time. Yeah. So, yeah, right it's on. awesome. That is awesome. Tell us a little bit about your family if you want to. Well... You got a pretty large family. Yes, I do. And I have um, four grown children that are all married, and I have 13 grandchildren. Gosh. I know it's crazy. Thirteen grandchildren. Always wild when they come to Yaya's house. Yaya, Yaya. That's your name. Yes, that's my name. I love that. What's Dirk's name? Papa. Yaya and Papa. Yeah, that's phenomenal. (laughs) That is phenomenal. I like it. Okay, so just a little disclaimer, and just to give you a heads up of what we're going to be talking about today, we are talking about mental health, but we're not talking about mental illness. We have other episodes for that. We believe in professional counseling. We believe in the appropriate use of medication for mental illness. But today, why we have Sherry with us is we're bringing this in from a spiritual biblical lens that about things we can do on a daily basis where we can apply and practice God's truth and His love 
to help us live out the freedom that God has given us through Jesus. So that's what today's episode is going to be focused on. Uh, We are going through a series right now as a church on mental health. And so again, this podcast is lining up with that. And we encourage you, if you haven't watched any of those sermons that we've had lately, you can do so by going to our YouTube channel, Beltway Park Church, and go ahead and hit subscribe on that and watch through the sermons for Flip the Script. But yeah, Sherry, let's just kind of dive in. I'll I'll pass it along to you, and, and Nathan and I will just keep the conversation going with you. Okay, great. Well, um, I guess a great place to start is um, 3 John 1-2 says um, that God desires that all of us, that all things would go well for us, that our souls, which is our mind, will, and our emotions, mm. and our physical being would prosper just as our spirit man prospers. Mm. And so it's God's mm. desire that we wouldn't have all this anxiety and fear and torment and Which all of these things seems in our to mind. be running rampant. Absolutely. You know, not just after the season that we've gone through with COVID, but just in general, I feel like it's Absolutely. heightened. But equal to that, I think, is a heightened awareness. And right. that's one of the reasons why we're going through this as a church. That's one of the reasons why we're right. talking about this on a podcast. But Absolutely. Yeah. And I think one of the first things that we need to talk about is what is good or healthy mental health. Yeah. And yeah. God himself, I have to look to the Word because he's my source of truth, right, right. as a believer in Jesus. So Philippians 4 tells us, finally, brothers, sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's anything that is excellent, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Hmm. So it matters what we think about. It matters what we roll over and over in our mind, the things that we rehearse again and again. And, and, you know, sometimes we can just kind of get stuck in there on the same old things over and over and over again. And so we, it really matters what we're thinking. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. what I've realized in myself, but I also realize it in others is uh, usually one of two realities. Either you're not aware of your thought life and what you're thinking, or you're so trapped in the cycle of the over and over and over, you know, this is against me, I'm coming up against this. Um, mm-hmm. Those seem to be like the places that that I've identified in myself, but also in others that I talk to that they kind of get lost in. And so it's it's important to know what we're thinking, how we're thinking, and what to do about that. Yes. And scripture tells us, you know, we hear over and over again, if you've been a believer for very long, you've heard the scripture in Colossians that says, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. And I think sometimes we, that's so familiar to us that we, you know, if I'm a new believer or if I'm stuck in a mental process, I'm wondering, well, how do you do that? Yeah. How do, how do I think about things above instead of the earthly things when that's in my face? 24-7. 24-7. Right. And not mm-hmm. only is it in our face, but we're also putting it in our yes, face. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. With with scrolling through social media, with the things and the TV shows that we right. watch and the things that we listen to. I mean, For real. Nathan, you're a student pastor, and so you're, you're seeing that probably at an even more extreme level with teenagers because that generation has not had a time where a smartphone 
hasn't been in front yeah. of them. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I, I just see it all the time with students where, you know, they're just focused on really a lot of negative things. And, and a lot of what comes out of their mm-hmm. mouth is just what's coming against them, you know, and, and just what's weighing them down. And I think what stood out to me, even just in the verses that you're reading so far, Sherry, is God's plan is for our minds to have life. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. that should be the norm. Right. Yeah. It, and I just... You know, but then how often as Christians do we think, well, I'm just, you know, just fall into the cultural thought pattern of yeah. I'm just right. got to make it by. Yeah. Right. And in some ways, you know, I, I feel like we can almost celebrate like the dysfunction that we get in because yeah. everyone else is just talking about what they're stressed about. Right. You, and yeah. Right. You ask someone how they're doing. Thing. And I'm, I'm guilty of this too <laughs> at times. Like when asked how you're doing or you ask someone how you're, do- how they're doing, you hear how bad and how difficult right. things right. are. And, right. We just it, we almost try to out like we almost try to impress right. and, right, and yeah. outdo one another and right. how like busy or stressed we are, which is crazy to me. But then it, it's even one of those things that you, you, Sherry, you mentioned with believers who have who have been believers for a long time. Sometimes we get trapped in this thought of like, yeah, well, I know God loves me, but I'm going through this, right. mm. and understanding exactly what the scriptures are saying that that God's love is desiring freedom and peace right. and joy mm-hmm. for your mind. It's right. not just your, you know, entrance into heaven. Mm-hmm. It's not just salvation. It is a total redemption and restoration right. of all that is us and all mm-hmm. that is on this earth. Yes. And it's a process. It's a transformation. Totally. It's it's a place where you know, we have all these things going on in our lives, and those are facts, and those are experiences that we've had. Mm-hmm. But as children of God, we're called to live by every word that comes forth out of the mouth of God. Yeah. And that is truth. Yeah. Like, truth trumps our fact. Yeah. And we don't necessarily, if we're stuck in the here and now and just thinking on the things that we can see right in front of us, tangibly yep. touch, you know, it's... it. it affects our how we feel and we're trapped in the feeling of mm-hmm. all of that then we we have a hard time letting that transformation process come yeah because we don't want to hear the truth we right. don't want to you know it takes it takes intentionality and yeah. and a purpose yeah. to yeah. decide okay I'm feeling this or I've got this thing coming at me but I'm going to look and see and hear and ask God, what are you saying? Right. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And and we do feelings are important. And that's Absolutely. not that's not what we're saying. That's uh, right. But yep. feelings can also be deceptive too. That's right. And so that that's what Sherry's talking about. There is a place for identifying and feeling what we're feeling. But also if we're just trapped in the feeling all day long right. and never getting anywhere, if we see cyclical patterns and behaviors in our life, mm-hmm. then we need help. We Absolutely. need life. We need truth of God's word to infiltrate and to rewire and restructure right. mm. our thinking. I mean, that's why we called the sermon series "Flipped the Script." It's it, it flipped the script. It's that we rewrite the narrative that's playing in our mind. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know, God has given us a helper to do that. Brett, you made a good point about you know it's hard for us to to get out of that place. 
and we deceive ourselves. Our emotions can deceive us sometimes. Yeah. They're great indicators. They're beautiful right. indicators. They are part of how God created and made us up so that we would know, hey, there's something to be celebrated or there's something to be concerned about mm-hmm. or aware of. And, and so they're great indicators, but they are horrible lords or rulers mm-hmm. for our life, right? Yeah. They're horrible motivators sometimes in in a decision or a choice that we make, yeah. right? Without yep. truth. Yeah. And so God's given us a beautiful helper yeah. to help us discern those thoughts, yeah. to discern truth, to discern from fact what is truth in the midst of that. And yeah. left to my own, I can be deceived. Absolutely. But God gave us a helper to help with the transformation process of renewing our minds and taking that thought that we have and going, okay, God, is this yours? Is this a kingdom thought? Is this going to advance me? Is this going to give me life and hope? Yeah. Or is this something that's going to lead me into a very dark place, a very dark pit yeah. that feels like I'm trapped and I can't move forward? Yeah. And he... The Helper helps us do that. Yeah. Holy Spirit helps us. Absolutely. Um, I have learned over the years of just the importance of knowing the character and the nature of God, like what comes from God and then being able to identify what is not the heart of God, because sometimes we get lost in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you, you mentioned some of that there. Can I ask, what are some typical... What are some typical things that fall in line with the kingdom of God or God's heart? And then maybe what is the antithesis of that? Like, what are things that come from what we would call the kingdom of darkness? Well, obviously, deception is from darkness, that that deceiving spirit, that deceiving, um, lying, you know, things that don't line up with the word of God mm-hmm. is the obvious first answer to that. Mm-hmm. Truth comes from the kingdom of God. Deception comes from the kingdom of darkness. Yeah. Um, you've got um, just the, the uh, you know, God tells us, be anxious for nothing. Yeah. Anxiety, yep. to me, if anxiety is near, I know, hey, that's an indicator for me to to go, okay, God, what I'm feeling these things, what's the truth? I'm thinking on, you know, the worst outcome, God, what's truth? And the truth is God's word tells us that he works all things to the good of those who love and trust him, Mm -hmm. right? So if I'm in that place where anxiety or fear or the stress or the, the trial that I'm facing is indicating that it's it's my end, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's the worst ever. It's the nothing good's going to come from this. Then I'm obviously out of alignment in those places in my thought life. Yeah. So I want to get back into alignment with truth. I want to yeah. get back into alignment with the kingdom of God. Yeah. I actually, th- this is a funny story. Yesterday, I was pulling out some stuff. I was doing some organizing and moving some stuff around wow, in a room. That's yeah, amazing. I know. Right? That, not that, my that point, but thank you <laughs> for the affirmation. Right? That last weekend. It was oh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> uh, but I pulled out uh, a chart that I had gone through with Shelly Presley um, when I was walking through some significant stuff. And and there was something in the bottom, and she wrote out the whole charge and chart and was helping me navigate through stuff. But she wrote on there, God's truth is the standard. Yes, absolutely. Like, not 
not this, not this person, not what was done yep. to you, not what you feel, but God's love, God's truth. God himself Absolutely. is the standard. And that... I saw it again yesterday, and it's just so funny that, that we get to have this you know, Brett, podcast today. We just went through a an incredible trial with um, the birth of our mm-hmm. latest grandchildren, and it's that what you're saying. It's there are facts, yeah. right? And there were the fact was our beautiful granddaughters Adeline and Leah were born at 23 weeks, and you know a pound and yeah. or less, and the facts were they had a really long road to hoe. And mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, Aaliyah's with Jesus and yeah. Adeline is home with us. And yeah. um, and the journey that we went on with that, every day they were coming in with facts. Every day they were coming in with, wow, we don't think this. Wow, we think this. Is, these issues are going to be there. We, we don't know where she's going to... And we had to very quickly get our thoughts into alignment with the kingdom of God. Yeah. Mm. And um, we had to very quickly quickly decide who we were going to believe mm-hmm. and who we were going to meditate, what source we were going to meditate on. Yeah, were we going to yeah. meditate on the facts okay. or were we going to meditate or set our minds on God's truth and what he was saying about Adeline and yeah. her future? And that was a battle. It was a battle every day. I'm sure, multiple times a day, multiple probably. Multiple times yeah. a day. Yeah. Because that's... fear wanted to come, anxiety wanted to come, hopelessness yeah. was overwhelming, um, just concern over what would her future look like, and you yeah. know, here we are asking for her life. What in the world? And so we really had to make the choice to set our minds on things above and yeah. go, God, what are you saying about Adeline? What are you saying about these circumstances? And honestly, getting in agreement with that and making the conscious choice to say, these are the thoughts we're going to think. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I uh, I went through some uh, restoration therapy years ago after I walked through a divorce, and I'll explain that whole story on a podcast someday and, and the journey of healing that God took me on and His restoration and redemption in that. But but part of my journey is actually beautiful because it was this perfect blend of like professional counseling and therapy coupled with freedom and truth and, and allowing me to understand certain things about my brain, why I'm thinking or reacting the way I am, and then helping taking like helping to take me back to moments where I started believing lies mm. about yep. myself, yep. lies about others. Mm-hmm. And part of my healing journey was one, being aware of it, knowing where that pain was rooted mm-hmm. in, where those thoughts or those patterns or those reactions came from, but then allowing God's truth, what right. He speaks, to come and to take that place. Right. And my gosh, it was it was the most transformative time of my life. I learned so much about myself. And that's exactly what you're talking yes. about. And yeah. <clears throat> just the healing that comes when we decide and when we make that choice to lay down that thought maybe that wasn't in alignment with the kingdom of God or with His truth, when we make that conscious choice to say, okay, God, I'm not going to think that anymore. What do you want me to think? And we actually decide to do that. Mm -hmm. Jesus gives us a beautiful example of that. He went through that. 
I love the story of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, yeah. where yep. he literally cries out and he's wrestling. Hey, I think it ought to go down this way. But God, not my will, your will be done. And mm. when Scripture tells us in Luke, when he made the choice to say, not my will, God, but your will be done, it says he sent angels to strengthen mm. and encourage and minister to him. And that's exactly what you're describing, Brett, is that's the process that comes when we decide you know, and honestly, every believer that says that they're a believer in Jesus, right? We lay down our right to have whatever thoughts we want to have. Yeah. In essence, we, you know, when we said, Jesus, you are Lord, we we took on the mind of Christ. Yeah. And we we think we have a right to think whatever we want to think. And we do. We yeah. live in, you know, we live in America. We live yeah. in the USA, right? But the reality is, as a child of God, I died, and Christ lived in me, and I now yeah. have the mind of Christ, and that journey with Him to renew our minds, to think like He thinks, because our thoughts lead somewhere. Yeah, They lead to life or death, yeah. and I want abundant life. That's yeah. one of the gifts that Jesus died to make sure that oh, we absolutely. had. And so that begins by taking... Thoughts yeah. captive. Yeah. You know, we we take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And that seems like an overwhelming task. I remember early on in my journey with the Lord reading that scripture and going, You mean every thought, God? Like every thought? Well, he really does mean every thought. Yeah. yeah. If the thought doesn't line up with where what his purpose and what his yeah. plan is for our lives, why would we want it? Yeah. And so it's really not an overwhelming task. It's a beautiful partnership. Yeah. And it's his persistence of love. Like, I think, you know, the one part of me is like, man, what a nuisance to have to try to take captive every single thought. But then when I see it from the angle that God cares about every single thought I have, and he wants me to have abundance of life yeah. and right. joy and peace right. and hope, like in every thought Absolutely. that I have, then that, like, it opens my mind to just, God, how deep and wide and great your love is mm -hmm. for me, it's not a nuisance. It's actually a gift, an opportunity, a privilege that I have to lay those down to you and to pick up what you want to give me. Yes. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I just, I want to personally have a greater sense of urgency to just live in the fullness of life that he mm -hmm. has for me every day. You yeah. know what I mean? And not settle. And, you know, I just had this thought, there's probably uh, people listening to this that maybe they're going through a really tough time. Mm -hmm like you were describing, Sherry, you know, right. or like the scripture you shared about Jesus, where it's not just these small battles, but they're going through like a really intense battle. Absolutely. What did that look like? You know, we see that picture with Jesus in the garden. I mean, he's just like, he's just crying out right. to his father, like in just, you know, that place of just having nothing left and just asking for God. Like, can right. you just describe what to was that To the point like? of sweating blood sweating drops, blood. right? Yeah, right <laughs> like, right. I haven't... I've wrestled through some things, but mm -hmm. I haven't wrestled to that point, yeah, me neither. right? Yeah. Um, but for me in that journey, and, and this isn't our first rodeo, right? Yeah. But mm -hmm. for me in that journey where where life is really difficult and it's really hard and you're you just feel like it's wave after wave bombarding your mind with thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. One of the things to recognize and one of the things that I, I really try to grab hold of quickly in those places is that our struggles and our difficulties difficulties, although they're very real and they're very um life altering, right? Um, they're not pointless. 
Yeah. And God can use those times to really um, begin to show us who He is mm. and what He has for us. And um, that, although, you know, sometimes in the moment that doesn't feel very comforting, but it is because you recognize right away, I'm not in this alone. Yep. I have a, a Savior. I have an Advocate. Who has gone before me? Like he's, you know, like we talked about, he's, he knows what that struggle's like Mm. to want your will, to want what you think it might be best, another route or another way, and yet come to that crisis of faith and decide, but my life's not mine, it belongs to you, and I'm going to choose to obey you. I'm going to choose to follow you, God. Mm. And when he did, just the abundance that comes, the blessing that comes, like is, it's, you, I mean, you just can't, yeah. you can't describe it. Like you can't, I mean, have you ever gotten anything that you thought you really, really wanted and God kind of went, okay, you know, Nathan, you can have it your way and you get yeah. there and you go, wow, man, <laughs> I really wished I would have changed my mind. I yeah. really wished I would have allowed God to have his way in that place. Yeah. And... I've just, you know, life, I mean, I've got 40 plus years in with Jesus and um, yeah. he's just better. Yeah. He's just better. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I hear you, Sherry, talking a lot about, I hear the word thoughts and thinking and then also choice. Uh, yep. So one thing that, that sticks out to me is if we are to take captive our thoughts to know what we're thinking in order to be able to replace that with truth, to meditate on, dwell on, and to think on, it means we need to be aware of how we're thinking. And that requires a space and a place of slowing down yes, and being absolutely. aware. I, For me, and I will I'll confess all the day long, I move at such a rapid pace. I love doing things. I love getting stuff done. I love having fun. I love... You know, just the the adrenaline and the movement of it all, and I struggle with creating the spaces and places to just slow down and to think. And I, I know that so much of our culture does that because when we have a spare moment, you know, we usually pull out our phone to scroll through social media, or it's like, hey, we could watch a show on Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever. Right. You know, it does just a show. <laughs> oh, yeah, it starts with one. Starts with one, ends with twelve. Because <laughs> uh, it, you know, it again, it, it's kind of how we think about it. It doesn't sound fun to just yeah. sit around and think about your thoughts, but when we see it from the lens of like, God wants to give us Himself in every moment and every thought, so that we can be set free and be full of joy in life. Like that, that changes things. So, what I don't know for you. How do you create time or space to be aware of your thoughts? Or maybe are there indicators for you when certain things are happening, it causes you to pump the brakes and be like, you know what? Something's off. Right. Let me let me dwell on it. How, for you, what does that look right. like, Sherry? Uh, for me, you know, sometimes it's, it's the intentional lengthy time of, mm. you know, getting in the Word or whatever. But like you're saying, sometimes you don't have that. So I do simple little things like I've got index cards everywhere that just have a, a truth on it. 
What are the, index cards? I'm 31. I know, I don't right? know. Is that, is that so? Just take a app? little piece of paper, a napkin, whatever <laughs> it is you people write on is these there, days. Is there an app, an index card right? app? I'm sure and, there is. Definitely. You know, all jokes, people. I grew up with index cards in school. And doodle, you know, whatever it is, but but making sure, like, what are the things I'm I'm dwelling on, like. And even if it's not the actual scripture, mm-hmm. am I thinking the best of somebody? Am I thinking mm, the yeah. best of a situation? Like, am I just automatically letting my mind wander to um, how much I'm irritated by whatever somebody just said five minutes ago? Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be, I got to stop what I'm doing right now and go pull out the Bible and read for an hour. Yeah, It may just mean I'm going to interrupt that thought and go, God, I know that person, and I know their heart, and I'm going to choose the best. Like, yeah. I'm going to choose. Isn't that what he said in this scripture that I read earlier in Philippians about, I'm going to think on the things that are praiseworthy. Like, yeah. okay, yep. so if I'm I'm having a day where it doesn't seem like anything's going right, right? Well, I've got a choice. I can... I can mill over that like a cow chewing on cut all day long, yeah. right? And chew on that thing and turn it around and chew on it some more and turn it another way and chew on it some more. Or I can choose to rehearse like the Israelites did. Hey, God, you showed up for me here. Mm-hmm. Hey, I went through something tougher than this just three years ago, yeah. and we made it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. are we willing to interrupt our thoughts? Yeah, that's because we can get lost in our thoughts. I have yes. been lost in the the what if, how come, would this, right. shoulda, coulda, woulda, had that. I mean, you can right. just get lost right. in that place, and it, it can become toxic right. very quickly. And, but I don't want to dismiss the fact that really the mind of Christ is is found in the Word. Yeah, and. At some point, you're just going to have to decide you're going to open, open the Word up. of God. And yeah. yep. actually, Scripture tells us we're not—I don't like it when people say, oh, I read the Word of God. No, we're not to read the Word of God. The Word of God is to read us, mm-hmm. and we're to eat the yeah. Word of God. Yep. Consume it. We're to consume that thing and have it become part of us. It's not yeah. just words on a page. It is life. Yeah, it is the spirit of, of God. I yes. mean, scripture is yes. God breathed. Like, so however you can get that in, whether it's make up a little song, yeah. you know, uh, you know, sometimes I've been known to like record myself reading the word of God on my phone and play it back to me while I'm driving or play That's it while idea. I'm sleeping, yeah. you know? Um, obviously there's all kinds of apps where you can have the, the word of God read to you. Yeah. And spoken to you, you can have it dramatized, you know, all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, but the the point is, we've got to get, get back it. to the basics and get the word of God in us. Yeah. I mean, I I think that's so huge because we can talk about this for hours, it, you know. Right. But at the end of the day, it's not just about recognizing what's bad in our right. minds, but filling our minds with truth, Absolutely. you know, and not just reacting to life. But leading ourselves into truth, you know, with the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, and I'm a dad and I've got young kids and, you know, I I realized a couple years ago, I'm like, 
I am not just filling my mind with the word. And it's like, yeah. well, then what do I need to do? You know, so I switched and I started working out earlier so that I would be awake, you know, no matter what time right. the kids wake up already to read the word. And it's just, yeah. I don't know, that's just a question I want to throw out to everybody listening. Like, what change do you need to make, you know, right. to be that's proactive good. about this and, yes. and, and not just keep putting it off? Who do you need to reach out to and, and be accountable with and say, For this sure. is what I'm going to do. Hold right. me to this because, yeah. because it, this is not a joke. We're right. talking about either getting sucked away into death and living life right. in a place of death or grabbing hold of the fullness of life. And it doesn't just affect us. It yeah. affects the people around us. Right. Yeah. We, you know, the people we're pouring into, our friends, our families, mm-hmm. what's coming out, you know, what's in us is going to come out of us. Right. Yeah. This is huge. And the other thing, too, is that, um, you know, not relying on myself to determine whether or not what I'm thinking is healthy or not. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's imperative that That's we good. invite Holy Spirit to be the discerning factor mm-hmm. for what I'm thinking about. Because, yeah. I, you know, there are things that I, if you were to ask me that I would say, oh, yeah, that's that's healthy for me, whatever. And how many times does Holy Spirit come and say, hey, I want to talk to you about that? Mm-hmm. That's off just a little bit right here. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. inviting him in. To discern our thoughts is huge. Yeah, absolutely. Inviting his presence in, but also bringing other people in your life that are seeking the Lord the way you want to seek the Lord. And like Nathan said, that are holding you accountable Mm -hmm. because... God often, and Pastor David said it uh, yesterday in the sermon that he he preached, is, is that often what God wants to do and speak to you happens right. through other people. And yep. so if you're just leaving it to yourself to open up the Word of God, and and yeah, that's awesome. And, and yes, asking Holy Spirit to lead your thoughts and help you identify what is of Him and not like, that's great. But if it's just us... Man, that if I were an enemy that was wanting to come after someone, I would want to come after someone who was isolated and separated mm. and alone. And so it, we've got to surround ourselves with others. I mean, yes. I, I just think about, you know, different people who are verbal processors. Yeah. You know, it's like, who are you verbally processing to yes. and what feedback are you getting? Is and it, it driving matters. you towards what God has time. for you? Or mm-hmm. is it keeping you stuck in that negativity? That's, and, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Hey, Nathan, I want to ask you... Um, over the years, what have you done to gain a greater hunger and love for God's Word? I know a lot of people listening yeah. probably think, like, it's so hard to understand, or it's so long, or I just don't know where to start, or I don't know what version of the Bible to read. Mm-hmm. I mean, what would you say to them? What do you tell our students in the student ministry, but what have you also done for yourself and found out over these years? Yeah, I mean, I just remember when I was in college, uh, my freshman year of college, I had this guy that was uh, a leader of my life group ask me, uh, you know, hey, are you reading the Bible? You know, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I read the Bible, of course. Well, then, you know, what I realized after he asked me that question is I started paying attention to the amount of, and I realized maybe every three months, maybe I was reading a couple verses on my own time. You know, of course I would hear verses in church. And I I had this wake up moment when I was 18 of just saying, this is not, I literally tricked myself into thinking it was a habit. Yeah. And looking at my life, I was like, I'm not reading the word. And right. so what I did is I was like, I'm terrible waking up early. So I, I got another couple guys and we started waking up every morning, you know, at six or seven, I don't remember, and just reading the Bible. And something that stood out to me about this guy that I was reading the Bible with is he wasn't just skimming it 
to get like a takeaway verse of the day. Yeah. It was like, just like you were talking about, Sherry, mm-hmm. the, the word was reading him. Mm-hmm. And it was just this interaction, like like he was interacting with God, you know, and having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. walked away from that, you know, just stirred up to go deeper. And, you know, over the years, like, you know, it's just changed. You know what I mean? I, I think you got to be aware of the seasons and figure out practically, right. you know, how can I do this? But I think in the beginning, if you're in that place where you're maybe right now realizing this has never really been a habit in my life where I've really fallen out of this. You know, that 21 days to develop a habit, I think that was really true for me. Just getting someone in there to help you get over that initial hump and make it a realistic habit and get in that rhythm, I think is just a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Something for me, um, maybe some of you listening can relate to me. So I did eight years of biblical education. You know, I, for eight years, studied the Bible in and out, dissected it, this and that. And honestly, it burned me out on reading. I, it was it was so hard, and sometimes still is so difficult for me to open up the Bible and not look at it as something to dissect or figure out or come up with, you know, a good sermon or a good paper from. Something that I've started to do is uh, what I like to call meditative reading, or, or the the Latin is lectio divina. It's this prayerful type of reading of the scripture where you just you take a chapter or maybe you take a paragraph. You read through it once, and then you allow God, you allow Holy Spirit, you ask Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, identify a word or a phrase that is highlighted to me. And then you dwell on that word, apply it to your life. Do I see this in me? How is this? How would I use this in my marriage? How would I use this in my job, etc.? And then you go back and you read the verse one more time. Uh, just recently, I, I've been reading through some epistles, and it's like qualities and characteristics of, of godliness. I, I just start going through these lists, and it's like I start like praying and declaring those things mm-hmm. over me, and like even confessing of like, God, this is not, these are my habits, these are my thoughts. I lay these down, and I want to take on yeah. godly character and righteousness. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, um, you know, I wrote 167 declarations when Adeline was in the hospital, and every wow. day we stood mm-hmm. on the Word of God. Yeah, yeah. And no matter what news, what what the facts said, what our emotions wanted to dictate that day, we came back to the and stood unwaveringly on the Word of God. Yeah. And that actually helped to guard. Scripture tells us to guard our minds. And God tells us to be sober and alert. Mm. And so for me in that season, it was um, being sober and alert was being aware of the places where the enemy was wanna come, would want to come in with fear and intimidation mm. and yeah. you know all the things, ang- anxiety and stress and torment and all those things. And we're called to guard our mind, to like be protective of our minds. And yes. in this day and age, I see we just take everything in. And, mm-hmm. you know, back in the old, old days, I'm going to tell my age here, um, but back in the old days when, the, you know, I grew up in upstate New York where the houses were built where you had what you would call a porch, but it was all screened in, mm-hmm. and it was a doorway that was separate from the entrance into the house. Mm. And so when someone knocked on your door, they would knock on that front door, and you went out into the vestibule, yeah, and you stood, and you determined whether that was friend or foe 
before you before entered you into the house. Mm. Our minds are set up like that. That's good. Every yeah. thought that comes, mm. we are to to literally ask the question, is this a friend or a foe? And mm. if it's not welcome, then you turn it away. Yeah. It's what scripture talks about. We we demolish every thought, right? Every pretension, every uh, accusation or claim that the enemy wants to 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 stake, we take those captive to the obedience of Christ. Yeah. If it doesn't line up and, and align with the word of God, if it doesn't speak to the character, the nature, the promises, the 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 purposes of God, then we're not to allow that to enter into our minds. Yeah. And we've neglected that, I think. Yeah. Something that was like a game changer in my relationship with God uh, was the the kingdom chart, the kingdom mm-hmm. of God and the Absolutely. kingdom of darkness. And again, I, I said it earlier, I went through like eight years of biblical education, and then I go through our freedom material here at Beltway, and, and I get in front of this kingdom chart. And I just, I am faced almost, it was almost like a mirror put on me, and I was faced with... I've been choosing the wrong side. I've been choosing the wrong kingdom. How did I not know? Why is this the first time I'm listening? So I'm going to include on the show notes of this episode a link to that kingdom chart. Um, Some of those, I'll just read a couple off real quick, and then I'll pass it to Sherry as we wrap up. But some of the things on the kingdom of God are adoption, truth, dependence, conviction, repentance, uh, forgiveness, mercy, grace, love, freedom, relationships, unity, joy, peace, hope. And I could keep going on on that. But over on the side of the kingdom of darkness, it's it's slavery, lies, it's bitterness, anger, judgment, offense, fear, selfishness, bondage, despair, chaos, hopelessness, mm-hmm. uh, strife, curses, you know, sin, insecurity. And when we start to identify what is of God and what isn't, then that empowers us, like you've been talking about, Sherry, that mm-hmm. empowers us, that gift of choice. Yes. We can choose the kingdom of God. And it's not just a one and done. Yes. It's an every day. It's a every hour, mm-hmm. every moment. And what activates yeah. that power of choice when we choose to align with the kingdom of God is faith. And I think a lot of times that's where we get stuck in our minds is we go, but the facts say this isn't true. Yep. So uh, how do I choose kingdom of God? How do I choose what I, I say I want to believe? Mm-hmm. And it's by the activation of faith, I yeah. believe. Like even with Adeline, like we, the facts were saying something completely different. Yeah. But faith said... Yeah. This is who your God is. This is how he is going to come through. This is the this is what I want you to hang on to. Hope. I want you to hang on to um you know faith. I want you to hang on to uh with endurance and perseverance over and over and over again. I want you to think on how your God comes through, how you are called an overcomer, how you are mm-hmm. called to be victorious in something that seems absolutely out of your hands and yeah. out of your control. And that had to be activated by faith. And yeah. I think if, if we can get that in deep, then we can begin to make that exchange. Yeah. I love the word exchange. I, I always call it the divine exchange because mm-hmm. everything that is unhealthy, that produces death, that 
that harms us, that, that takes away from us, every one of those things, we have the opportunity, the choice, the privilege to lay them down at the foot of the cross, lay them down at the feet of Jesus, and there is a divine exchange that happens. Yes. God has something to replace what we surrender yes. and what we give to Him. My life for His life. Yeah. My thoughts for His thoughts. Yeah. Come on. That's good. So as we wrap up, um, what maybe for someone who is listening that is just really struggling with anxiety or just their thought life or Maybe they're even at the point where like, I just, I've had it and I don't know what to do. Um, summarizing what we've already talked about and maybe giving a few practical next steps. What are, you know, two or three things that you would encourage that listener to do? Well, number one, I would say pray. And number two, I would say pray, have someone else pray with you mm. um, because this is, this is a process. It's not a one and done and I think that's where people get really discouraged and frustrated is we think, you know, hey, I waved a scripture at this thing and it didn't happen. So therefore, I'm going to pick up those old nasty, toxic thoughts again. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it's it, you're in, we're in for the long haul. We yeah. have an enemy that comes to kill, steal and destroy. He yeah. does not want us aligning with truth. And so uh, getting some people to walk with, getting, mm. you know, whether you're in a life group, if you're not, we have great. Yes, great Life groups, groups, great community. Um, and so, you know, you can't do this alone. Yeah, yeah. and You, you need the body. You yeah. need each other. Yeah, that's and huge. And as we already talked about, open the Word of God. And Absolutely. if you don't have a version of the Bible that you can understand, get one. If you mm -hmm. need to start with something like the message or the Passion Translation, start with that. And then ask other people who maybe seem to understand scripture a little more than you do, ask them to, to come in it with you and, and to help you along and, and what helped them. And that, that can also help you in the process. Right. So listen to great sermons. Yes, absolutely. And I would encourage everyone listening, go to beltway.org slash freedom, and you can learn a little bit more about our freedom ministry mm -hmm. and just the things that we offer, the resources that we have Absolutely. Um, 100% do that. Attend is, our Freedom Weekends. Yeah. Do it. They will be life-changing. Seriously life-changing. Absolutely. Well, awesome. This has been a great conversation. I know that we could literally talk for hours and hours on this topic, and we'll probably just have to have some more episodes covering this. Uh, but I think that's a great start. I think it's a great way to keep the conversation, get the conversation going, but keep it going uh, to empower Absolutely. all of us, everyone listening, and even us in this room to be aware of our thoughts, to create the space, to know what we're thinking, to take it captive, surrender it and give it to the Lord so that we can receive what he has for us so that we can live out that abundance of joy in life that Christ died to give us. So Sherry, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been awesome. Nathan, you're awesome, dude. Wow, do you really mean that? I really do mean that. <laughs> right back at you. And I'm giving Nathan this like intense look into the eyes. Yeah, it's really intense, it's guys. Intense. Anyways, <laughs> thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening to today's episode with Sherry Saltscaber as we looked at freedom and this journey of our mental health, things that we can do on a daily basis for identifying our thoughts and applying the word and the truth of God to them. If you want any more information about our freedom ministry or the resources we have, you can go to beltway.org slash freedom. 
I encourage you, if you haven't been watching our sermon series that we are currently going through, you can do so by subscribing to us on YouTube. Just search Beltway Park Church and click on the Flip the Script sermon series and you can follow along right with us. Hey, be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you can stay up to date with the latest episodes we release each week. If there's anything you need, please reach out to us. Our contact info is in the show notes and you can reach out to us on social media. So go and follow us right now if you're not doing that already. But we hope you have a great week. Be blessed. And remember, God is moving in your life beyond Sundays.